Thursday, everybody, and welcome to the David Glenn Show. Hope your afternoon is off to a fantastic start. We have some fun in store for you today, including the National Football League. Week six gets underway tonight. When you think Giants and Patriots as an NFL fan, you may think Eli Manning getting the best of Bill Belichick and Tom Brady twice for all the marbles. Eli will be there in New England tonight, but as the backup to the former Duke star Daniel Jones, the number six overall pick has rejuvenated the Giants, although they are still not a good football team by NFL standards. We'll see how the Rook handles a defense in New England that has been playing historically well under the defensive guru and head coach Bill Belichick. You know your Panthers play the Bucks in London. Set your alarms for Sunday morning. That is a 9.30 Eastern time kick. We have a lot of college football to get to, even as we remind you the best matchups of the NFL weekend. Keep in mind, last night, week seven of college action got underway. App State got a huge Sun Belt win at Louisiana. The two best teams in that conference arguably head-to-head -head on national TV, on the road. The Mountaineers are now 5-0 after taking out the team, remember, that they beat last year for their third consecutive Sun Belt football championship. Did you know that Eli Drinkwitz in year one not only is undefeated, there are more than a dozen others around FBS football who can say that, he will be favored in every game the rest of this regular season except one. The Mountaineers head to South Carolina. Coaches and players are never allowed to look ahead. We know that. But we in the media, and certainly as fans, are allowed to. South Carolina is no better by SEC standards than North Carolina is by ACC standards. So the only remaining game where the Mountaineers are an underdog will be at South Carolina in Columbia, but certainly with a chance to win even that one. I'm not suggesting that the rest of the schedule is filled with cupcakes. It's not. But the hardest to win games on the App State schedule, two of the three hardest are in the rearview mirror. They went to Chapel Hill and beat the Tar Heels. They just went to Louisiana, the better, the other best team in their conference, and won there on national TV. Shout out to Eli Drinkwitz, the guy who helped build that team prior to his departure for the ACC. Happens to be a North Carolina native. He played quarterback at Orange High School in Hillsborough and then went on to be a coach after his playing days with the Mountaineers. Scott Satterfield, now representing the Louisville Cardinals, will drop by. It is a homecoming of sorts for him. 5-0 Wake Forest, led by Dave Clawson, who also will join us today, hosts 3-2 Louisville. Scott Satterfield took over, remember, the last place Cardinals, 0-8 in conference play a year ago. And already you can see the culture change post-Bobby Petrino under Scott Satterfield. It is already translating into the win column. It is a Cardinal squad with a winning record visiting the nationally ranked Demon Deacons, who under Dave Clawson have a shot, really, at one of the best seasons in school history. Believe it or not, there's only one example ever in Wake Forest football 
of a double-digit win total. Our good friend Jim Grove, 2006, everybody remembers the ACC championship. They also won 11 games. They also finished number 18 in the AP poll. And guess what? The Demon Deacons of Dave Clawson right now are ranked in that neighborhood. It could be one of the best seasons in school history. Again, they're not allowed to look ahead. They have their hands full with Louisville. But they also, the Deacons will be an underdog only one time the rest of the regular season. Now, there's some close calls. It's not going to be easy to win many of their divisional games, for example. But the only significant underdog for the Deeks the rest of the way will be at Clemson. Duh, the number two and still undefeated Tigers. That will be an uphill battle. But when's the last time you heard Wake even as a possibility of putting up double-digit wins. Here we are in 2019. We get both halves of that equation. The homecoming for former App State coach Scott Satterfield, now with Louisville, and then the host coach Dave Clawson will be with us today as well. A week from Saturday, we go to Winston-Salem, and we could not have known at the time, I and mean, when we seek out good matchups for purposes of the big tailgate tour driven by continental tire as we hit all of the big football cities across our statewide syndicated footprint we try to find of course rivalries we go to state carolina every year we go to the aggie eagle classic every year when ecu plays someone else in our neighborhood we usually get to that game as well we don't always know when we ask to attend games involving our teams hosting maybe a high-profile opponent. We don't always know when they're going to be good or bad or in between, but we'll catch Clemson when they visit NC State, for example, and we're going to catch Florida State at Wake Forest. Will the Deeks still be undefeated by that point next Saturday as we are there having fun at the last resort just a few steps away from the Deacon Stadium? We'll see. They have to take care of business against Louisville before we get into that stuff. Aaron is in Chapel Hill and once in on some college football. That will be perfect for the themes of the day because Louisville, Scott Satterfield, second hour, Dave Clawson of Wake, third hour, and every Thursday during college football season, we get a visit on life, sports, football, and his Blue Devils. The 12th year head coach at Duke, David Cutcliffe, will be with us. He was the national coach of the year six years ago. He is an incredible storyteller, all-around good guy and friend of the program. Coach Cut, third hour. Coach Clawson, third hour. Scott Satterfield drops by in hour number two. Darren Vaught is the producer of this program. Intern Sam, representing the University of North Carolina, is the first voice that you will hear. We've had NHRA tickets to give away this week. We have Carolina Hurricanes tickets to give away as well. The Canes are home as the hottest team in hockey Tomorrow night and Saturday night, I will see you there as they host the Islanders tomorrow night. I'll be in my on-the-glass seats. Always look forward to meeting listeners. Saturday night, I won't be there personally, but we're sending a bunch of you there as the Canes host the Blue Jackets. Four games, four wins, a route at the Florida Panthers most recently. 4-0 and Carolina leading the National Hockey League. In year two under Rod Brindamore, after that fun run deep into the postseason a year ago, broke that long postseason drought. We'll talk a little hockey today. We have Major League Baseball on our mind as well. The NBA is in the headlines again. Preseason games are being played in China as scheduled. One this morning, another on Saturday. They're both between the Lakers and the Nets in different cities. But if you haven't been paying attention to this one, just about everything else in the NBA's annual tour to China, its second largest market, just about everything else has been canceled. 
Again, the games are going on, but even things like pregame player speeches to the Chinese fans, canceled. Pregame media sessions, canceled. A fundraiser for the Special Olympics, canceled. The national anthems playing before the game, not this time. So the Lakers and the Nets still playing each other twice in two different Chinese cities. Everything else is different at the hand of the Chinese government, who, as you know, did not like the tweet of Rockets GM Daryl Morey supporting the Hong Kong protesters. That was the first domino in what has become an international incident. More recently, the president of the United States chimed in. Somehow, some way, we've gone from 240 consecutive years as a nation without a United States president regularly using sports as divisive and polarizing and angry and sometimes even petty name-calling subject matter. Unfortunately, it's been different the last three years. Some of you want to talk about that. Some of you don't. I'm okay to go either way because we have a lot of other things on our mind. College football, NFL, NHL, and Major League Baseball, where last night the Cards crushed the Braves in Atlanta and the Nationals came back to beat the Dodgers in Los Angeles. The road teams win the decisive game fives with that season on the line. The three best teams in Major League Baseball during the regular season were clearly the Astros, the Yankees, and the Dodgers. The Dodgers are out. Clayton Kershaw is a GOAT again. One of the greatest in regular season history. The legendary lefty. Ugly numbers that you simply can't sugarcoat in the postseason. It happened again last night. Dave Roberts is under scrutiny for his managerial decisions that went wrong late. The Dodgers were six out of what six outs away with a two-run lead of punching their ticket to what would have been their fourth straight NLCS appearance, with of course the chance to make their third straight World Series appearance. That franchise hasn't won at all since 1988. We've been talking to our baseball experts lately about the weight they were carrying, but along with the significant talent on their roster, what would prove out? Well, call it the weight of that expectation, call it the drought, call it bad managing, call it Kershaw kind of letting it get away one more time, whatever the explanation. One of the three best teams in baseball has been eliminated one of the other two best is playing an elimination game tonight. I mean, the Houston Astros are as well-constructed a roster as you'll ever see in baseball at least the last couple decades. Now it's down to one game against the Tampa Bay Rays? I mean, it's in Houston. They're favored. But to see, I mean, it's, it happens in baseball, right? There's a chance that two of the three best over 162 games don't even make it out of the divisional series. It, the Yankees are the other, of course, of the three dominant regular season teams. They've already punched their ticket to the ALCS. They swept the Twins. Everybody else, man, it's been crazy. I love Game 5. No more Braves. I know our statewide audience's most celebrated Major League Baseball team. No more Dodgers as well. We have a lot of Dodgers fans across North Carolina and a lot of Yankees fans. Of those three, only Yankees fans are smiling as my Phillies earlier today dismissed their manager, Gabe Kapler. None of you care, so I won't elaborate on that. 1-800-849-2761. NFL, college football, Major League Baseball, the NHL, the NBA. If you want in on any aspect of those stories, you can chime in in our first hour. All guests are later, 
So more time for your phone calls in hour number one. 1-800-849-2761 is your ticket into the program. The hottest team in hockey did have to report a disappointing injury and required surgery earlier today. I'll get you caught up on that as we invite your phone calls. Celebrating Apps win. Looking forward to both NC Central and NC State football playing host tonight to national televised, nationally televised games. You have Louisville at Wake and other matchups worth watching on the weekend. FSU visits Clemson. Nationally, undefeated teams in significant numbers play difficult opponents for a change. More on that great college weekend that awaits us with your calls, 1-800-849-2761. That's next on The David Glenn Show. I made a reference to Mike Krzyzewski of Duke and his GOAT status. And I kid you not, I got angry emails. If I really wanted to insult somebody, I would include some kind of sentence about being in the leaping prairie chewing on grass. This is The David Glenn Show. Back to the David Glenn Show. Here we go with calls. Great guests later. NFL on our mind. Week six begins tonight. Daniel Jones at the Giant and the Giants at Tom Brady and the Patriots. Panthers, Buccaneers in London on Sunday morning. Texans, Chiefs, Eagles, Vikings, Saints at Jacksonville, the undefeated 49ers at the 3 and 2 Rams, among the other compelling matchups. Remember, only New England which at home tonight I would expect to handle the Giants. We'll see what Daniel Jones can cook up. And the Niners at 4-0, but with a tough one in L.A. against the Rams. They're the only unbeaten still standing at that level of football. Aaron in Chapel Hill wants in on college football. Quick reminder there, as Matthew in Greenville wants in on the Major League Baseball playoffs. One of the best three teams in that world is out. The Dodgers eliminated last night. Another is fighting for its postseason life tonight. Houston hosting the Tampa Bay Rays. The Yankees have already moved on to the ALCS. I really thought the Dodgers had a chance to ending that long drought. I knew they had bullpen problems, and I thought that might catch up to them eventually. Turned out to be the starter, Clayton Kershaw, out of the bullpen that gave up those big runs in a huge comeback by the Nationals last night. The Braves, similar story in one sense. I thought their lack of pitching depth eventually would catch up to them. But as many Braves fans as we have in this statewide audience, I applaud this season, even as a Phillies fan. They are fun to watch. They're exciting. A special hat tip to a veteran catcher that I have always respected a lot from afar, even though he's never worn one of my team's uniforms. Brian McCann did announce his retirement last night after the Braves fell to the Cardinals. Huge road victories for St. Louis and for Washington. The Nationals made their own history, right? There have been other teams in the District of Columbia in the history of this great sport, but Washington just punched its ticket to the next round, the NLCS, for the first time under that name as the Dodgers were trying to revisit history but ended up falling way, way short of getting that first World Series since 1988. 1-800-849-2761. Patrick in Greensboro wants in on the NBA versus China international incident. You can join us. The latest on that is that the games are being played, but virtually everything else has been canceled as a part of that annual tour to the NBA's second largest market. Business agreements have been severed by Chinese companies all dating to the recent tweet where Rockets GM Daryl Morey supported the Hong Kong protesters. That was the first domino. 
a lot more repercussions than many expected. It is as sensitive as anything gets in the eyes of many Chinese leaders. And the NBA, multi-billion with a B dollar partner of China, uh, has apologized for offending many Chinese, but has also reinforced to my celebration, uh, we respect that you do things your way, but we're not backing down from the idea that we value freedom of expression here. And if you think just because you're a multi-billion dollar partner, we're going to tell our general managers they're not allowed to say what they want to say about national and international matters, uh, you are picking the wrong fight with the wrong national superpower. I celebrated that Adam Silver NBA commissioner response, and I had no problem with saying, I am sorry you're offended. I am glad they are sticking to what is the one of the ultimate American policies. We value free speech, and more generally, we value freedom, individual freedom, in a way that the nation of China simply has never come close to in the history of their existence. And I am mighty glad through stories like this and otherwise that I am a red, white, and blue American because I can't imagine waking up every day, you know, getting on the Internet only to be told by my government what I'm allowed to see and not allowed to see. That is how it is in China. A lot of people do not realize that. And if I was as outspoken in China about what I agree with, disagree with politically, as I clearly have been as an American when politics overlap with the sports world. And again, I offer those things as an educated person on those topics and unapologetically when politics invades our sports world. I would seriously be in prison were I a resident and citizen of China. And I were as outspoken there as I have been here through HB2 and Confederate flag issues and LGBT issues, and now we have the NBA versus China. Those of you who think I'm exaggerating, and I got some of this on Twitter and email yesterday, you are simply uneducated about how things work in China for those who dare to challenge the status quo. You could be the most educated university professor, and you could teach your little class as long as you're not stubbing any of the biggest toes but you say, hey, maybe there's a better way, a better approach to government. You offer something other than the party line on Hong Kong and the relationship between Hong Kong and China. Seriously, you can be kidnapped on your way to work, thrown in prison without the right to an attorney for as long as they want to keep you there. And all the things that save us, the Constitution and otherwise in the United States of America, not available. Anybody who thinks I'm exaggerating needs to do some homework because of some of you should have been embarrassed by your, your lack of information and your sheer ignorance on how extreme many of these cases have been in China as the NBA continues that show down there. 1-800-849-2761. Aaron is in Chapel Hill. It is a huge college football week for us here. App State got the huge road win on national TV last night. NC State is going to be starting sophomore lefty Bailey Hockman, the backup to Matthew McKay, as Syracuse visits. That's the ESPN national game tonight at 8 o'clock. Remember, the Wolfpack is 3-2, and two, but their two matchups against the Power Five were both losses. They lost at West Virginia. They lost at Florida State. Matthew McKay, didn't make enough big plays, especially throws downfield. His timing was off. His accuracy was off. He did some good things. But after 10 years of future NFL quarterbacks leading the Wolfpack program, 10 out of 11 years, it was either Russell Wilson or Mike Lennon or Jacoby Brissett or these last three, Ryan Finley. 
10 out of 11 years, the Wolfpack, the most recent 11 years, had a future NFL QB behind center. The one year they didn't, they went 3-9 and nine and didn't win a game in conference play. The 10 years they did, they go to bowls. I mean, sometimes we do overemphasize quarterback. Well, there's a big, fat, fact burger for you to chew on, right? That's the reality. The one year they didn't have the right guy, 3-9, and 0-8. Oh the 10 years they did have the right guy, they're doing sometimes good things, sometimes very good things under multiple head coaches. Dave Doran leads his Wolfpack. It's going to be a jacked-up Carter-Finley Stadium crowd. Syracuse, remember, double-digit wins last year. The Orange was the second-best team in this league. They're not the same team, but they are dangerous. So it should be a good matchup. I like the Wolfpack to defend the home turf. I like the Pack to get what would clearly be their only really good win of the season. Obviously, the year takes on a totally different tone, a sour taste. If your three chances against better teams are all losses and your three wins are all relative cupcakes. Aaron, welcome to the David Glenn Show. He has the Mountaineers on his mind. We have the nationally ranked 5-0 Demon Deacons in our backyard. We have the 5-0 Mountaineers that look like they're the favorites for a fourth straight Sun Belt title, and they're one of the best teams outside the Power Five, at least so far this season. Aaron, welcome to the David Glenn Show. Go right ahead. Good afternoon, DG. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, man. What's on your mind? Um, just a quick question about um, Appalachia State. Um, I'm wondering when or if they'll ever get the respect needed to get into the top 25. Um, I'm looking at this schedule right now, and it looks like you know, like they they that they have um, away games at South Carolina and an away game the next week at Georgia State, which Tennessee uh, proves is not going to be an easy game. Do you think it'll take wins over those two to finally get them into the top 25, or do you think they'll get there? before those two games well for those who don't know app state is on the cusp of the top 25 as we speak you know how usually when you see the top 25 there's also the little paragraph others receiving votes the mountaineers are among like the next three teams getting votes and that's before they beat louisiana the other best team arguably in the sunbelt conference we all know if somehow they go to south carolina and beat the gamecocks they are a guarantee top 25 ranking between now and then, it could be the Louisiana win that gets you over that threshold, right? Because we have a full week seven that still needs to unfold. And the Mountaineers have not only played, they beat one of the best opponents on their schedule. They have that win over the Tar Heels in Chapel Hill in their back pocket. And the Heels, you know, are only three and three in air quotes, but they've, they've played a pretty darn good schedule. And three and three is better than most people thought. So, Clearly, if you go to South Carolina and beat an SEC team after going to Chapel Hill and beating an ACC team, if you stay undefeated under those circumstances, I guarantee it. What happens come Monday when the new poll is out? How many of these teams lower in the top 25 lose and fall out, right? Does Virginia lose at Miami tomorrow night? Does Wake Forest lose at home to Louisville? These are teams sort of on the edge of the top 25, any of them who lose, you know they're falling, whereas the very highly ranked teams, many of them can lose and not fall out of the top 25. So if I were, if I were wondering the answer to this question, you know, I forget, who's Cincinnati playing this weekend? The, the Bearcats are number 25. Uh, A&M is number 24. Guess who, guess who the uh, Aggies have this weekend? Number one, Alabama. I'd be a pretty good candidate to drop out of the top 25, right? Uh, you know, Memphis and Baylor are still undefeated. SMU is still undefeated. But they're all kind of on the edge of the top 25. They're in, 
But if you're a Mountaineers fan coming off your great win last night, and it was pretty convincing, 17-7, to they pushed uh, – Zach Taylor ran it in twice. The touchdown late kind of put it away. That's a good Louisiana team, and they beat a solid North Carolina team. What do they do against the Gamescocks? We'll see. But it's, it is very possible that by Monday, and I think the coaches' poll is similar, where the Mountaineers are among the two or three teams just outside – I mean, it, wouldn't it be fun? We would have just up the road, UVA will be 5-1 and one and in the top 20 if they beat Miami. We've gotten to know the Bronco Mendenhall story really well. Apple be in the top 25 at some point. Again, maybe even Monday. Eli Drinkwitz has been a regular guest here. Dave Clawson joins us today. The Deeks are favored against Scott Satterfield in Louisville. They're already in the top 20. Of course, they would move up, assumedly, if they win against a, a Louisville team with a winning record. We have Clemson to our south, once again in the national conversation. Dabo Sweeney, a regular guest here. That's, we're used to this in college basketball season, right, where we just have overflowing great stories to follow. Oh, Duke and Kay are good again, and UNC and Roy are good again, and Kevin Keats had energized NC State, and you know Lavelle Moton has another NCAA tournament team at NC Central, and Wes Miller's rocking and rolling at UNC Greensboro. Man, we are blessed with college hoops storylines coming out our ears every year football isn't always that way and at least for now if the pack wins tonight that's a fun story right if mac brown keeps the momentum rolling that's a fun story app state for the zillionth year in a row it feels like is a fun story to follow north carolina a and t is one of the best fcs programs out there Others need some time to build. Who knows what Duke has left after falling at home to Pitt in a close one. We'll talk with Coach Cut later. We'll talk with Dave Clawson later. We'll talk with Scott Satterfield, formerly of App State, now with Louisville. I wonder if Coach Sat watched the Mountaineers last night. I guarantee you he found video of the Mountaineers beating the Tar Heels in Chapel Hill, right? I mean, those are his guys in large part. Still, Eli Drinkwitz has to coach them, but he handed the baton he handed a cupboard that was pretty darn full to Eli Drinkwitz at many positions, especially offensively. And to his credit, Coach Drink has not missed a beat. 5-0 and the Mountaineers after a really impressive road win last night. Steve and Patrick want in on the NBA versus China, for better or for worse. Some of you love that. Some of you can't stand it. Matthew in Greenville wants in on the MLB playoffs. Others, as we do, have a lot of football on their mind. The Canes update that I promised, and then we'll come to your calls. Alternate captain and all-around good guy, Jordan Martinook, Marty Party, they call him, in homage to his personality and his last name. Jordan Martinook needs surgery for an injured core muscle. He is expected to be out six to eight weeks. That is a long time by hockey standards. 4-0, the Canes are the hottest team in hockey. I'll see you as they face the Islanders at PNC tomorrow night. I will send you to the Blue Jackets game on Saturday night, both of those at PNC Arena. The, probably the last cut, I forget if Rod Brendamore put it this way or not, but a guy named Julian Godier, a forward, was maybe the last cut, sent to the Charlotte Checkers. Isn't it fun to see the Canes, A, not only winning again, that's the most obvious, the building more filled, that's more fun for all of us as well, but to the point where you're kind of a little excited about the guy they're calling up, that doesn't happen very often. Julian Godier did enough things in the preseason to suggest he was good enough to stay here. Well, now you have this unfortunate injury, and Marty is about as nice a guy as you can have, so we're all sad for him as he's six to eight weeks on the sidelines. Julian Godier is the call-up to reflect that roster move. 
And he's not just another guy. He's a guy that some thought might start the season with the parent club. Now he does get his chance, after all, under unfortunate circumstances. We'll come right back to your calls on the other side. We have three great guests later, all from the football world. Scott Satterfield, formerly of App, now at Louisville. David Cutcliffe of Duke. Dave Clawson of 5-0 and and nationally ranked Wake Forest. Those three coaches later. More of your phone calls next on the David Glenn Show. Dean in Wilmington, you're up on the David Glenn Show. The NCAA book on violations is so sick Superman has trouble carrying. This is true. However, it's not buried into the small print in the back that you're not allowed to drive luxury cars that aren't yours. Okay? (laughs) Keep it here on the David Glenn Show. Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. 1-800-849-2761. More on the football matchups that await us including in our backyard on national TV tonight, Syracuse at NC State. NC Central hosts Bethune-Cookman. They get the rare national TV window at 6 o'clock on ESPNU. Your Panthers are in London to take on the Buccaneers. Get up early on Sunday. That is a 9.30 a.m. East Coast kickoff. Giants are at the Patriots tonight to get week six rolling at the pro level. Week seven offers a lot of big national matchups in college football. Patrick and Greensboro once in on the NBA versus China debate. As we speak, the Lakers and the Nets did, did play a regularly scheduled preseason game in China this morning. It's actually playing on repeat as we speak on the NBA network. The Lakers and the Nets as scheduled will play another game in a different Chinese city this Saturday. Almost everything else has changed. The Chinese government canceled a lot of things, took down a lot of billboards. Some Chinese companies have canceled a lot of contracts with NBA players of note. So, yes, pocketbooks are being hit. Adam Silver ended up saying both, we apologize that Daryl Morey offended you, but you're not going to tell us how to value freedom of expression. And our employees are allowed to say what they want to say on these matters and others. We don't do things in the United States the way you do them oppressively towards your own people in China. That's where things stand. Most things have been canceled. But the Chinese government did allow that game and Saturday's game to go on as scheduled. 1-800-849-2761 is your ticket into the program. All three guests are later. Your phone calls are now. Patrick is in Greensboro and next on the David Glenn Show. DG. Hey, man, what's going on? Not a whole lot. Thanks for taking my call. Good to have you. I was just thinking about this last night and this morning, um, and I don't know this to be fact, but but I hope this is not true, that – um, the NBA players were instructed specifically not to answer questions or anything from the media while overseas. I don't know how it went in Japan, but they didn't even have the opportunity in China because the government canceled those. In other words, this NBA China tour has gone on for years and years and years, and nine out of every ten things that used to happen were wiped away by the Chinese government because of this controversy. So you may be right. I am not sure about that policy. But the NBA did reinforce that it will back up its employees and its players for their rights to speak about matters both at home and abroad. Now, I don't know. You may have had a specific, you know, two teams in Japan were asked, you know, for a cooling off period. I'm not sure about that. You might be right. But, for example, there used to be, for, for many years, somebody like LeBron is beloved over there by millions of Chinese basketball fans. LeBron would take the microphone. Uh, sometimes there would even be an interpreter there. 
And the fans would go crazy. So, like, right now, they're watching the Lakers and the Nets. And LeBron, of course, is now with L.A. And I don't know if it's always the star player, you know, but somebody takes the microphone, pregame speech. It adds a personal touch to the, Chinese, the annual trip to China for the NBA, canceled today. Every other year, both national anthems are played. You know, you're respecting China as the host country. You're respecting the United States as the team that calls, you know, or, you know, it's the country that calls both teams home. Uh, and that was canceled today before the Lakers and Nets game. All the media sessions were canceled before and after and otherwise. So er- only the games went on, basically. And I don't know if you saw this, and I'll let you keep going, Patrick, with whatever you want to continue. Many Chinese fans in attendance said that they still plan to cheer for their favorite NBA players and even watch NBA games to the degree that they're allowed, but they'll always put what they see as their national interest ahead of following the NBA. And, and that is in the culture. Even Yao Ming, former NBA star, Hall of Fame member, who now runs the Chinese Basketball League, even he, given a chance to defend you know, free speech rights emanating from the same organization where he played, the Houston Rockets, he sided with China, basically saying, we as Chinese people don't let outsiders tell us what to do when it comes to Hong Kong's relationship with China. So it's so sensitive, Yao Ming didn't even see a middle ground. He just saw it in his countrymen's way, and those watching the Nets and Lakers this morning were quoted in very similar fashions. Yeah, you know, the initial reaction, I think, is where I guess I have a problem. And I understand, you know, an issue... Sometimes you need to think about it, but the initial reaction to a GM that's probably not even a blip on the radar in the grand scheme of of sports, even in America, is, you know, called on the carpet and people are apologizing because of the money first. And then there was pushback, and then it was like, well, no, we support free speech, when it should have been, in my view, the opposite. We support our right to free speech, but, you know, because we're all making a lot of money— that seems to sort of be Trump everything. Yeah, and you know, uh, pun intended probably, I don't know how you feel about this, but I always ask people, you get far more drawing lines opportunities in life than you get true yes or no opportunities in life. And I say that as a father, I say that as a business person, I say it as a son and a brother and all the rest. Drawing lines is far more often your task than saying yes or no entirely to something. So if Patrick, if you owned a company here in North Carolina, and let's just say it was some enjoyable product that you sold all around the world, I don't know, it's a kid's toy or something, would you, because of the internal politics of other countries, let's just say, hey, my country has some warts and some problems, but I love the good old USA. It's my country. So, of course, I'm going to be selling here, as I always have, you know, to whoever wants to buy it, regardless of how you feel about this or that politically. Are you going to go country by country around the world and say, I'm not selling to you Turkey? Uh, I'm not selling to you China? I'm not selling to you somebody else? when what you'd be depriving them of, and this is where drawing lines becomes more complicated than some of the ignorant cavemen out there, even in sports radio, who have cult-like followings that have never had an original thought in their lives, and they just listen to the cult leader, and he's always right, and nobody ever pushes back. I, I, I find that so ridiculous and embarrassing that it's, it's truly distasteful. If I could spit in an audio manner, I would spit. That's how, that's how much I hold disdain for that cult-like mentality. 
I like to get people to think, and one way to think, you don't own a multi-billion dollar company that calls China your second largest market the way the NBA does. So they have a, they have a decision to make, right? Uh, there are even a, there's a bipartisan group of American politicians asking the NBA to cut certain ties. So Chinese businesses have already cut ties in our direction. There, I mean, it's, it's bipartisan with names that I've never seen together, like from one side of the aisle and the other. So it's truly a bipartisan, nice letter, professionally written, asking the NBA to cut certain ties with China until they stop treating the Houston Rockets like the redheaded stepchild. In other words, you can be mad at us as a country, you can be mad at us as a league, you can be mad about this and that. But if you're going to play this weird game against the Houston Rockets, we got to draw the line there. And you can all be mad, but we're going to withdraw this. If you were selling whatever, those kids' toys, or maybe you have your own hypothetical, or maybe you own your own company, would you stop selling the kids' toy in China, even though that makes the oppressed children of China happy? Uh, for some philosophical, I feel weird filling my pockets with Chinese money stance. You see where this starts to get a little grayer than some of the cavemen are suggesting? Sure. Yeah, fair point. Right? Like, and if I were the the king, the, the dude in charge, whatever, the, the Adam Silver, the, you know, what if all the NBA owners listened to us? I love asking this question. We can all play with hypotheticals. What if we were in that chair? Yes, it's easy to make the argument, hey, as soon as money becomes involved, even the most principled people are bailing out. Like, the president is taking shots at Steve Kerr and Greg Popovich along those lines, even though those guys, of course they have put their own reputations at risk by stepping up for gun control ideas in Steve Kerr's case or criticizing the president. I mean, we're living in a country that's very polarized. So, of course, you know, the Spurs had season ticket cancellations when Greg Popovich made those comments. The Warriors got their pushback when Steve Kerr made his comments. So the idea that they've never risked anything by using their platforms in ways that most others avoid entirely how many of our American sports figures go as far as Popovich and Kerr go? We all know what the reality is, at least those of us who are being honest about it. Those taking shots at Kerr and Popovich don't understand that those guys have stuck their necks out financially and otherwise. And as Howard Beck tweeted, I think it was last night, an NBA writer, those bashing the NBA coaches and players for failing to opine on China and now mocking their wokeness, there's a 99.9% .9 chance that you didn't like their opinions when they spoke out about American issues in the past, and you are being 100% disingenuous in your outrage toward them right now. I couldn't possibly agree more with Howard Beck's tweet. It's exactly correct. That's what it is. So Gre Steve Kerr and Greg Popovich do educate themselves about issues. Maybe they come to conclusions that you disagree with, but... You know, Pop is a U.S. Air Force guy. And to just to just side with somebody who might enable racism in our own country. I mean, think about this. This is the part that bothers me. And y'all, I'm not I'm not calling anybody crazy if you stop selling to China. We had a call earlier this week from a person who said, we don't sell to China. They are not our business partners specifically because we have these reservations about their human rights violations, et cetera. I understand why it's done that way in some contexts. I understand why in other contexts, if you're the NBA commissioner, you are both, if you stand up purely for principle and everybody talks about the money, is there zero value 
in allowing oppressed Chinese people to enjoy your product? Is there zero value? Now, yes, you're lining your pockets with Chinese money. There's no doubt about that. But is the better way, if you actually care about human beings, is the better way automatically saying, well, poor Chinese people have one less thing to enjoy as the government, you know, tells them what they're allowed to see on the Internet and not. Now, now no NBA games either. Like, that's, that's automatically the right way. The loudest, most obnoxious people on this tend to be the most ignorant about it. And some of them as sports radio hosts, if you disagree with me, I'm listening to the guy who stopped selling to China and the woman who's going to keep selling to China for those secondary reasons. I embrace intelligent debate. There are cult leaders that are ridiculous. I mean, when you can, the, the same people, the same people in our audience who advance and vote for and enable racism and sexism and religious bigotry in our country, they're, they're not only too lazy to do something about them, they actually are in favor of them and voting for candidates who make it worse. They're the people telling Steve Kerr and Greg Popovich, oh, uh, you're not doing enough in another country? Like, you and you don't even see that. You, you can't even see that you are infinitely more negligent in addressing wrongs in your own country while attacking Pop or Kerr because they say things about your country that you don't like, and you're going after them for not solving China's problems. If I can spit again at that ignorant mentality, please receive it in audio form. We're back after this. Mike Krzyzewski joining us. We asked folks you work with at Duke if you've changed or mellowed over the years. Well, you know, mellow is having a glass of wine and looking over, you know, the sunset, you know. <laughs> uh, I don't see how you can be mellow and coach a game. That can't happen. If it does, then you shouldn't be coaching. Keep it here on the David Glenn Show. All right, more football. Giants at Patriots tonight. Wolfpack hosting Syracuse tonight. David Cutcliffe of Duke later. Dave Clawson live in our third hour. Scott Satterfield from App State to Louisville to on the David Glenn Show. He'll be in Winston with his Louisville Cardinals taking on those undefeated Demon Deacons. Those coaches and your calls still to come on the David Glenn Show. The David Glenn Show, where the great guests have so much fun, they never want to leave. I'll come give you a pep talk before your next show if you need me to. We could use that from you, Webb Simpson, anytime. Hey, I'll be your intern after this, this is everything open, man. We'll take Joe Harris as an intern every day <laughs> and twice on Sunday. Listen weekdays to The David Glenn Show.